Hello, welcome to episode 103 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And yeah, uh, welcome back. It's uh, back. We're, we're, get, we're kind of back every two weeks now, aren't we, Fisher? We're sort of back on track, keeping on top of it and so on. Um, and uh, I thought, yeah, we need, obviously, we need as, as episode title today. And, um, I, you know, I heard the other day, Fisher, that um, the song of the, apparently the song that's been dubbed Song of the Year so far, surprise, surprise, it would be something to do with uh, Ed Sheeran. So I thought, well, you know, we do a, a parody song on our podcasts every week. We need to be up there with the Song of the Year, apparently. So I thought I'd do our own version of Bad Habits. And I had to think, right, who do we, we, norm, what, who do we normally talk about on this podcast? usually politicians in it and Boris Johnson gets quite a lot of mentions and he's got quite a few bad habits hasn't he so a few I thought we could uh, tie it into that so here uh, our episode title is Boris Bad Habits and here is the song here we go His bad habits involve breaking the ministerial code, not paying county court fees that he owes, promising to do things he probably won't. He's done nothing good for you, or you, or you. His bad habits lead to racism in his column space. He's got no control of the stupid things that he says, always fudging stats and making countless mistakes. He's done nothing good for you, or you. Oh, you Boris, bad habits, nothing new. 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 His bad habits involve lying to everyone's face. Using public money to decorate his place Clapping for the NHS but not raising their pay He's done nothing good for you Or you, or you His bad habits involve letting the bodies pile high Taking meals off of school kids and making them cry Everything he says in Parliament is probably a lie He's done nothing good for you Or you, or you Boris, bad habits, nothing new there you go, Boris Bad Habits. Uh, just when you were pointing yeah. there and you said he's done nothing for you and you and you, I think one of the people you are pointing to was actually a millionaire. <laughs> um, so he's done plenty for them, actually. So, All right. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Don't po- get it right. Possibly, yeah. Maybe I got that a bit wrong. But yeah, uh, generally. Yeah. There you go. Thought that worked quite well. Um, good song. So, I have heard of that song. There. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you know, you do know, before we said, I said to you, didn't I, before the episode, listeners won't know that, or the viewers won't know this, that I said, you know that song, it's been dubbed Song of the Year, Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. You were like, no, no idea, but yeah, you've, you have heard sure, it. Sure, I've heard it in the radio, yeah, but I don't particularly pay that much attention to all the names, though. Quite catchy, to be fair to him. Uh, don't, know whether not, not, I don't know whether this version will be dubbed Song of the Year, though. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's unlikely. I've not got a particularly modern car. Um, so, for example, when someone's playing, you know, are you having a beer there, Jimbo? <laughs> We've not got I'm to that stage yet, have we? We've not quite got to yet, have we? Yet, have we? No. Uh, I've, I've not got a car that actually displays what the name of a track um, is that's playing. Mm, okay. So, in fact, my car doesn't actually have an aerial. Oh, right. Actually, what? that would have been a good show and tell items. To, that might be a show and tell items to why I know I've got a car aerial. Right, well, hold that. Although, 
Uh, well, the slight problem is I can't bring it in as a show until I am, because I've not got it to show. So Did it get pulled off, or did you never have an aerial to start with? Or am I going to ruin the show and tell? Nope. Don't be disgusted. Um... <laughs> I well, that might be a, that might be something for a future episode. Okay, fair enough. We'll leave that there then. Uh, so let's let's um, should, let's do beers because I've clearly let's do obviously drinks because you've already already started by looks. Well, it? I brought it up in preparation. Then when I was setting everything up, I opened it because it was just there. I just opened it, and I thought oh, normally I keep it out of my sight, and then I don't open it until it's here. But it's uh, Elvis juice from Brewdog. Um, it's a grapefruit infused IPA, obviously Brewdog. Popular uh, these days, brewer. They've got hotels and everything now. Um, Scotland, aren't they? They're uh, based in. Um, but anyway, there you go. That's my drink of the week for me. A drink of the episode. Yep. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, weren't Brewdog recently involved in sort of treating employees unfairly and not being nice to them and all that sort of stuff? Possibly. That can. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, I've got some. I've got some. I've got some super bock. So better than just bock. It is super bock. Right. Okay. Um, have you had? Bo- have you had? Have you had original bock? Uh, have, you no, had, have you had I've bog standard ever, bock? Nope, I've only ever had. I mean, the the labelling matches my t-shirt and everything. It, it great. Um, I've had I've had this in Sagres when I go to Portugal. Um, this is a popular Portuguese beer, super bock, quite nice. Actually. Is it a lager or is it a beer? Like a European continental. Sorry, it's a it's a it's a lager. It's a continental lager. Yeah, very nice. Um, so yeah, cheers. Cheers. Don't know what happened then. One second. <clears throat> Try again. Oh. We're supposed to have breaking news here, Fisher. Breaking news, our soundboard has broken. I think it has. Breaking, breaking literally. Should I try something else? Well, that works. Oh, oh, we don't have a breaking news thing anymore. That's a shame. Don't know why that didn't work. Is it yeah. cabling or something? I don't know. No idea. Breaking news, Fisher. Do, 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 do. What have you got to tell us? Um, went, away, went away for a day at the weekend. Yeah. To Lincolnshire, a place called Little Bytham. Do you know what that's famous for? Oh yes, I do. It's the uh, it's the place, isn't it? Where is it? Where the the, the the train, the Mallard broke the the record for the fastest train at one stage. Uh, yeah, how did you know that? I had no idea. I just knew it. Yeah, well done. It's almost I told you before. I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, broke the uh, <laughs> train called the Mallard in nineteen. I think it was nineteen thirty-eight. Broke the uh, the record for the fastest. Uh, speed every recorded by a train, kind of going literally on that past uh, area of line uh, between sort of Grantham and Peterborough on the uh, East Midlands, sorry, on the East Coast Main Line. So basically, the line that goes from Kings Cross to Edinburgh. And guess, I mean, there's sort of queries as to whether or not it actually happened and how fast it went. I mean, guess what nationality the train was that it beat? Not that trains have nationality, but guess which country the train came from that it beat in 1938? Oh well. We love beating the Germans, don't we? But I don't. Did we? So am I right then? Just so happens to be a bit German train. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, I didn't tell you that before. I'm too old. No. Okay. Um, it's, it's a very strange little village. Very sleepy village. Um, basically, there is very little there. Very very quiet. Not much going on at all. But then six times an hour, you get a vroom, or kind of a, a, a not. Well, if we've got the sound, if we've got train noise on the soundboard, mm. that kind of is that you going through your? Hour. Is that you going through your dodgy aerial? Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the only, it's, it's the only get, sound you, you can the, pick up. Yeah, you get the sound of a train going past and totally ruining the mood of a nice place. But also, what it's famous for is um, the local church there. And we went into it, and there's a visitor book there that stretches back about like thirty odd years. So, and no, no one ever visits it. So all you do is just sort of 
my wife wrote a name in there and then sort of looked back at over the numerous years that she'd been and or also written a name in there. Um, but also there is a a relic in there uh, that was donated by my father-in-law. So oh. a relic is basically some kind of historical object. And it was a relic from the uh, crypt of the saint whose church it is, um, who the church is named after. It was his crypt in France he went to and then bought it back and wanted to donate it to the church. And you know what they said to him? I think I've seen this. I think I've seen it. It, it. Yeah, it was on an episode of MTV Crips. <laughs> um, I watched it a while ago. It was brilliant. Uh, I think that might be a different program. Right, okay. It wasn't sort of like showing you around the double garage right, and the okay. outdoor swimming pool or anything like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, he donated this relic um, from the crypts of um, this saint whose crypt was in France, brought it back to the UK, donated it to a local church that's got the same name. I can't remember what the name of the church is, saint something, but the same church that uh, is in France. Uh, and guess what the local church said to him? He said, I'd like to donate this historical artifact to you. You know what they said to him? No, you don't want it? Yeah, they said they don't want it. Oh, right, okay. Um, but then they said, well, it's got to be in some kind of nice presentation box. So he paid for a local carpenter to make a presentation box out of solid oak. And then you know what they said? They'll have it. Yeah, I'll have it, all right, then, thanks. Um, <laughs> so, you know, having gone to all that effort, do, do you know what they did? Do you think they, like, sort of put it on a main No, display? they just shoved it on a shelf or windowsill or something. Yeah, they stuck it on, literally, they stuck it on a windowsill at the back <laughs> of the church. That um, could be worth a lot of money, then. I have no idea. And it's got a plaque in it. Tell you what, as soon as they start, oh, there's church roofs caving in. Oh, we need to make a bit of money. Oh, that relic. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that rock from, uh, yeah. Um, so they, so they, and, and they were happy to put a little tag on there saying, uh, donated in the memory of, and there was, a, um, I think, a memorial to his parents as well. Although I'm not really sure they knew much about it or were mm. that bothered about the whole thing. But nonetheless, that is basically a really lovely little, oak shelf with some historical objects on it that's just sat on a windowsill uh, in a church uh, near Grantham. So and it's that was somehow linked to yourself and your wife. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a very sort of lovely moment um, where I kind of felt in connection uh, with my in-laws who I never had a chance to meet. Um, and I just stood there and took in um, a few moments just to gather my thoughts, really. It was beautiful, nice, peaceful silence. And then this train steamed <laughs> down the East Coast Main Line and just totally ruined it all. Oh, well, um, so what have I been up to, uh, breaking news-wise? Well, eh, nothing particularly breaking, I suppose. Uh, I I oh, went to my granddad's uh, funeral and wake, um, oh. and he will be featuring in, in again in show and tell in just a second um, but it was it was really well done it was like not a, a morbid you know crem- crematoriums and them services and so on can be very mm-hmm. very sort of you know bit miserable and stuff because that's, that's just the nature of them but it was actually yeah. done really well my dad my dad and his brother did amazing speeches um, mm-hmm. about how my dad's was about how uh, he, my granddad was famous because he was mm-hmm. well known by a lot of people for doing lots yeah. of different things and so on. Uh, so not being really famous, but famous for doing lots of different things and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the house we went to for the week was the neighbours across the road from their bed and breakfast, where they don't run the bed and breakfast anymore, but my grand and granddad's house. It was a, It's a huge house across the road from them, and the neighbours said, just use our place as the wake. And their conservatory mm-hmm. blueprint, the blueprint of their conservatory <coughs> is bigger than my entire house. That's how big this house was. And I was sat there, in this sort of conservatory that was more like a small wedding venue. And I was just sat there, 
eating me, you know, sandwiches and that kind of thing you know, like you do at a wake. And uh, I was I was looking at the floor thinking, this floor's a bit... I don't think this is the proper floor because it's, you know, it's a nice house. It's like a boarded wooden floor sort of thing. And I thought maybe they've just put it down to, like, you know, cover the... Um, you know, the nice, maybe they've got a marble floor or something like that that they don't want chipping or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I sat there for a little while and I thought, you know what? This isn't a conservatory. This is a swimming pool. And it was. And oh. right underneath me was a swimming pool. So I was like, I couldn't believe it. And anyway, I lifted one of the boards up, sat in there and had a great afternoon. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no. But that, yeah, breaking news, that's about it, I suppose, yeah, uh, for me. Cool. So uh, did anyone donate a old rock from a place in France um, in his memory of your granddad or not? Oh, no, we, did, we said we didn't want it unless they put it into a special presentation box, so they're, yeah. they're making that, and then I've got, I'm going to stick it on my windowsill. Um, Fantastic. But wasn't your grandfather an undertaker in a previous vocation? He was, yeah. So, yeah. so, so he, had, he had people from the his, his former uh, funeral service that he used to work for attend as well. Yeah, um, so they were sort of a load of undertakers. There were probably more undertakers at that funeral than any funeral you're ever yeah, going to go to. all fighting over who were walking in front and holding the coffin and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. No, but, well, but um, it was very good. It was a... It was a... It was... It was. It had a bit of a slight celebratory sense to it and celebrating someone's life rather than it being sad and, and so on. So that was really good. But uh, anyway... Shall well, we... I'm, I'm really glad the day went well anyway, Jim. Thank you. Shall we move forward? Yes. Yeah, so my granddad wouldn't want us to get, you know, bogged down. He'd want us to move on, carry on with his life, forget about the fact that he's gone and all that kind of thing. So, uh, my show and tell today is about my granddad. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, might be a different granddad. Is it a different granddad? It, it could be. Uh, no, it's not. It's, a, it's the same granddad. Uh, so, uh, what, what shall I show you? I'll, I'll, I, was, I was trying to find his. Uh, where have I got it now? Let me let me find it on my. I want to find it because I want to show you his uh, his his pic, his caricature of himself. I thought it'd be yeah, easier. So to, I thought it'd be easier. Gone to but find. not forgotten, obviously. Exactly. No, what it is is me. My iPad has, has linked up to my phone pictures, and there's a lot more phone pictures and so on. So there you go. Anyway, oops. Anyway, I'm making a, a racket here. But anyway, there's my show and tell picture. So can you see that? Uh, I can't because your background. <sighs> keeps, uh, yes, I can see it. Your background keeps me a bit funny. With yeah, yes, sorry. It, yeah. yeah, there we go. But anyway, for the for the people, I have to raise it up to a slightly higher level for everybody else. Uh, but there you go. Um, so that is my granddad. It's a caricature that he had done. Um, well, I don't know who did it. I think it was somebody in the family. That's not the show and tell. It's just I needed oh. something to represent that the show and tell is about my granddad, and it is. So my there's two stories about my granddad, and uh, that I'm going to tell you. One of them's true. One of them's completely made up, so I just needed to tell me which is which. And uh, the reason I found out about the story is because it's another story that came up as part of my dad's speech um, at the uh, crematorium, which I actually got a round of applause for, which you don't really see a lot, do you, in a in yeah. that sort of setting, which I thought was quite cool. But anyway, it was part of his his speech about all these different things my granddad had done and all that kind of thing. So two stories then. One of them's true, one of them's false, okay? So story number one, and I'll just give you the brief details before you quiz away. Story number one, my granddad... <coughs> you all right, Fisher? Need a Sorry. drink? A Need a bit more yeah. super bock? Sort yourself out. I was just out. choked by the whole, whole occasion. Didn't I? <laughs> Sto- story number one, okay... My granddad bumped into Peter Stringfellow's car. Or story number two, my granddad spilt coffee on Howard Wilkinson's carpet. Right, okay. When you say bumped into Peter Stringfellow's car, 
Uh, I'm assuming you mean crashed into it in his car. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a devastating crash or anything like that. It was, it was a, kind of a more of a bump, you know. But yeah, but I suppose it was full on car on car action. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it okay. caused a bit of a scene. Yeah, especially with okay. the uh, the passengers that got out of Peter Stringfellow's car. <laughs> It was a stretch limo sort of full of scantily clad ladies. <laughs> well, it, it was it was a longer car to hit. It was a lot easier to do. Yeah. Did your granddad intentionally crash into it then? <laughs> to, to, oh, Peter Stringfield might be there. Bang! Let's see if you can get to yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, well, obviously both have links to Sheffield. So whereabouts was the whereabouts did the accident occur? Um, so, to be honest, I, I, I couldn't answer that. But I can tell you when it occurred, and so well, not when exactly, but in what scenario it occurred. I don't know whereabouts the, the crash happened um, in particular, because my granddad could have been in anywhere in Sheffield because of his job, and he was working at the time, and he was driving the uh, funeral hearse back from a funeral. So fortunately, there was no coffin in it. Um, that had all been done and dusted, but he was going back to uh, to base, which would have been at Hillsborough, and he. Accidentally bumped into, uh, yeah, his car, Peter Stringfellow's car. In a, in a hearse, yes. Peter Stringfellow. I mean, was he not trying to, like, tout for work kind of thing? That'd be a, <laughs> a great way of sort of trying to get new... T- yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll get out in a hearse to try and run into people and see whether we can yeah, pick up some uh, more trade on the way out. <laughs> how, how old was, yeah, roughly when was it? How old was Peter Stringfellow, I suppose? I mean, Peter Stringfellow has always been old, hasn't he? I mean, I, I know he sadly passed away a few years ago, didn't he? But he... Uh, I, I can only ever remember him as being, well, fairly old. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I think it was, well, it was obviously when my granddad was still working, so that would have been uh, about 18 years ago. Oh. My granddad stopped working when he was 65, and he was 83 oh. when he died, nearly 84. So just over 20 years ago it would have been, definitely over 20 okay. years ago, I would imagine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what was the outcome of the accident? Well, it, it, I mean, it was sorted out. It was just an accident. I don't think there was anything bad to come from it. But uh, uh, he did say, you know, it was, he was surprised to see Peter Stringfellow and he, and he had hoped that there had been <laughs> some, some of his uh, entourage in the car with him, but sadly there wasn't. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I know this is tragic because I remember your granddad telling me about it. All right. Um, and he said that instead of swapping insurance details, he said he just give him the money. So he just tucked it straight into his knickers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Okay, um, and yeah, was Peter Stringfellow angry? Was he nice? Was he? I think he was all right. Was he like? These people insured up to the eyeballs, aren't they? And I think he was. He was being driven. Peter Stringfellow wasn't driving himself. He was being driven around. <clears throat> wasn't there? Wasn't there a story once about Peter Stringfellow being insured? I don't know. I'm just going to try and Google this. I'll, I'll Google this during the during the next sort of break that we have if the soundboard's working. I thought there was something where Peter Stringfellow had insured part of himself for some reason. This new story about it a few years ago. Um, which obviously not not in relation to his car. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll maybe try and find out a little bit more on that front. Um, so the, the other one, obviously, he spilt coffee on Howard. Well, hang on. What was the other one? Just in case you've forgotten it. He spilt coffee on Howard Wilkinson's carpet. Okay. Um, which carpet we're we talking about? It was a very nice and new cream carpet in Howard Wilkinson's house. Okay. So I suppose my next question is, what was he doing in Howard Wilkinson's house? Well, again, he was working, and he was there to discuss the arrangements for somebody's uh, funeral service or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, was it Peter Stringfellow's funeral, having <laughs> sadly passed away in a car accident the day before? No, I don't know whose who's it was, but um, he did apparently... And he ended up like 
working with uh, Howard Wilkinson quite a few times just because Howard Wilkinson lived in the area, knew a lot of people and ended up, he, he seemed to bump into him a lot as part of his, not in the car, but as part of his yeah. role, apparently. <laughs> Ever occurred to us that Howard Wilkinson might be some kind of serial killer, perhaps? <laughs> Grim Reaper. Yeah, I never know. Um, is Howard Wilkinson the, what we're going, what's the interesting fact about Howard Wilkinson and his managerial record for England? Is he the only manager? Did he win? Did he manage one game and win one game? Basically, uh, I think so. But then saying that, Sam Aldice might have done that as well. So <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah but Sam, Aldice, so, but Howard Wilkinson didn't uh, get stung for what Sam Aldice got stung for. Well, no, but doesn't, that doesn't affect his managerial record, yeah. does it? Um, so I don't know. St- statistical summary um, of England managers. Let's have a look. Howard Wilkinson. When did it, when was Howard Wilkinson charged? Ninety eight. It was only for oh, very briefly, wasn't it? He was he was caretaker twice. He was caretaker in nineteen ninety nine and caretaker oh, in point. in two thousand. But he was he also did a, a fair bit with the under twenty ones as well, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's, the statistical stuff about Howard Wilkinson is uh, <laughs> is I think the only England manager that has never won a game. Oh, he's never won a game. Never won a game. Oh yeah. He was. He did. It was. Caretaker manager twice. On yep. the first occasion, he lost his game. On the second occasion, he drew his game. All oh, right, okay. Um, actually, oh, so Peter Taylor also never won a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, Stuart Pearce also didn't win a game. Sam Allardyce did play one, one, one. So my interesting fact about Howard Wilkinson's managerial career was a total of nonsense. So <laughs> I do apologise. No, but I did think that. Uh, well. I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought he was one of the few who'd, uh, who'd won a game and just yeah. played one, one, one sort of thing. But yeah, never mind. So, what was Howard Wilkinson's reaction to spilling coffee on his carpet? Very concerned because it was his wife who just had the carpet fitted, by all accounts, and it had been apparently treated. Um, mm. It just been treated the carpet to kind of protect it from whatever. But it meant spilling <laughs> coffee. But it meant that but the coffee apparently ran and ran and ran and just didn't. It wasn't like it just sort of blobbed in the floor. It, it kind of like continued to trickle across the whole room. And uh, Howard right. Wilkinson was apparently in a bit of a state of panic about it because it was his wife who just got this carpet put down. How much coffee did he, how much coffee did he spill if it kind of ran across the entire room? Um, was he grandfather noted for carrying massive coffees around with? I think I think what happened on this occasion is that he was he'd, somebody had made him a coffee, and my granddad mm-hmm. was talking and waving his arms around like that, which might be a family trait, and uh, mm-hmm. he he knocked the coffee off basically. Yeah, right, okay. So. Um, <clears throat> right, so I think I've got a decision to make, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Did he spill coffee on Howard Wilkins' carpet, or did he bump his car into Peter Stringfellow? I think, I think he might have spilled coffee on Howard Wilkinson's carpet. You're locking that one in. Yeah, and you are correct. Well done. <laughs> and apparently, uh, in years, to, years. Toward you know, basically throughout the rest of my granddad's career in the funeral service, uh, he continued to occasionally see Howard Wilkinson um, through you know whether he was at a funeral if you know someone they were both attending one or they were you know all those kind of things. He saw him quite a few times, and particularly because he works in sort of football and he you know Howard Wilkinson knew a lot of older footballers and all that kind of things as well who lived in the area. He continued to remind my granddad about the uh, coffee spillage incident, but in in a jokey kind of way because my granddad was quite horrified about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, so. In, in as my dad's speech would have gone, uh, part of his speech was famous 
for being the man who spilt uh, coffee on Howard Wilkinson's brand new carpet. And strangely, there's another link to Howard Wilkinson. My mum actually uh, attended his house once in her role as a police officer. Um, not oh. nothing bad, nothing bad. It was yeah. Howard Wilkinson was asking for help to do with uh, potential suspicious characters and burglaries and stuff like that. Um, so my mum attended. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's, that's, that's what a strange do? one. She, what did your mum do for him? Just play a bit of golf in the front room? Or? She said, "You know that coffee stain you've got on the carpet. If you just put a bit of this <laughs> on it." <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, there you go. And yeah, so so yeah, he continued to remind him of of that maybe up until he retired. So there we go. Very good. Thank you for that, Richard. Well done. You got it right this week, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we'll we'll move on. Uh, I think we're are we move, we're moving on to news next, aren't we? I think Is that right. I think we are. Yeah, we're, we're, we're down to one quiz now, aren't we? That's yeah. the new format of the podcast. Forget to say something within breaking news, actually, Fisher. Um, I have started to watch because I've never, I've never really been that massive a James Bond fan. Maybe more the no, recent okay. ones I've watched, but I never, I've never done the thing of like watching all of the sort of James Bond films back to back. You know what I mean? Like doing the proper marathon. So I've started doing that, and although I like it, I'm just. <sighs> Something just bothers me a little bit, a bit like a lot of films like this, a lot of sort of like drama films and crime films and international crime films. It always like makes, you know, Russians out to be sort of evil and dangerous and a bit, you know, a bit, you know, criminalises Russian people, you know, Russian is an, Russia as a nation and all that kind of thing. So I just wanted to mention that anyway. But yeah, let's, that was my breaking news I forgot to mention. So what's, what's the, what have we got for the news? Um... I think, I don't know for certain, but I think the uh, top headline is that uh, Russia, uh, their spies have been charged with uh, chemical weapons oh, attacks oh, right, okay. and poisoning people, right, haven't okay. they? So, yeah. All right, never mind. I wonder why that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I have thought that before. You know, when I'm watching stuff, I think it's a bit mean, isn't it, that we always like pick Russia out as the bag. Have you watching, mm. you know, uh, is it Vigil um, recently on, on BBC iPlayer? Uh, which it's about the it's a, it's a it's a it's a fiction, but it's about uh, the nuclear submarines and uh, Britain's yeah. nuclear, and there's a bit of controversy on it, and there's an investigator on board. And again, it's another film that kind of hints at the Russians being like behind this and that and all that kind of thing. Uh, so that always makes me think. I wonder what they think about this. But then you think, oh, they're not helping themselves, are they? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I did see. I, I, I remember a couple of years ago we did a quiz on the podcast about the two Russian uh, spies who mm. had allegedly travelled to. Uh, Salisbury Cathedral. Yeah, but they were just here. For, they were they were just they were just here for for the sites, weren't they? And for yeah, to look at the cathedral. It just yeah. happened to be sort of a mm. Russian person who got poisoned on the same day. Yeah, um, and then well, just look at the cathedral. He came all that way to present mm. them with a uh, a relic from uh, you yes. know, from a certain saint and. Salisbury yeah. Cathedral didn't want it. They just want, you know, they wanted, you know, they wanted him to put it in a box before they gave it him. So, yeah. so good job they didn't. To be fair, God knows what they'd have put in the box. Um, but you think like, and and I was reading that you know that the bloke that they poisoned was Russian, wasn't he? The mate, you know, in the Salisbury attack, um, uh, one, yes, he, he yeah. was, but he was a double agent, so he was working for Britain against Russia, and he was was he imprisoned for that in Russia and at some stage, and then got brought over here on like a spy swap deal. So, like, why are we all spying on each other? <laughs> like we, in a sense, we're as bad for spying on other countries as well. But I suppose they've got it as part of security, isn't it, and so on. But 
In this day and age, because they're not just relying on people sticking all the relevant details on Instagram and all that sort of stuff, yeah. or Snapchat, or whatever. Yeah. Or if it's the UK, just hope a government minister oh, just leaves it on yeah. a train or something. Or... A... How's it How's it going, 007? Well, I can see uh, Vladimir Putin in the background here on Facebook <laughs> at Sergei's uh, seven-year-old daughter's birthday party. <laughs> Let me just let me just fire in a closer look there. <laughs> Q, get the gadgets. Him in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, and on the same day, they also said that they they also decided that they'd um, that they were they were they were saying that Russia was down to the poisoning of um, was it? Yeah, on the same day, which was strange that those two stories are coming out at the same time. Don't know why that is, but it's like a double whammy sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I think people have known that they were responsible for that for yeah. about, you know, 13 years, haven't they? So, well, mm. basically since it happened. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Russian spy dies of poisoning. Hmm. It's a bit like well, the time... That might be. It's a bit like the time they spent all that time having inquests into uh, Diana's death, and at the end they revealed that uh, she died in a car crash. Yeah. Well, if that's what you believe. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, actually, she did die in a car crash. I mean, we sort of, like, saw it, but yeah, it was, it was responsible for it that might have been the other issue. Yeah. If you um, believe the conspiracy theories. Could have been Russia. Could have been Russia. No, uh, driving a different side of the road in Russia, don't we? So, of course, yeah. I think that's a thing to do with France, don't we? Yeah, it's all coming together now, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, let's let's move away from all this uh, this, this talk. And should we talk about actually doing well at some sport for a change? Yeah, go on then. We, we did something at tennis, didn't we? We did. I mean, uh, finally, after all these years, Tim Edmund, well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah, it so wasn't Tim Edmund, was it? Tim Edmund has failed to win anything at tennis, <laughs> uh, as has a new number of other British tennis players, with the exception of Andy Murray, over the last, uh, last few years. Um, however... Oh, especially Emma, Sports Personality of the Year. Can't forget that expect, one. Well, we're expecting this year's Sports Personality. It might be Emma, Emma Rajikanu, I think is how you pronounce her surname and first name, um, who won the US Open tennis. She was a quali- she's 18 years old, a qualifier, didn't drop a single set, uh, and she won, so well done to her. An absolutely fantastic achievement. Um, she got to the quarterfinals. Quite please. Think, uh, she got through to the quarterfinals at Wimbledon, I think, and she really struggled. She sort of ran out of energy and was really worn out and tired and kind of had to retire, I think, during the quarterfinals, um, which led to people like Marcus Rashford getting in touch and saying, you know, don't worry about it. It happened to me once when I was at a young age in a youth football game, you can recover from this, you will come back, uh, you'll be stronger, don't worry about this happening, it happens to all people. Um, and she took a great deal of strength and energy from that. Um, Piers Morgan said, you need to toughen up if you want to get anywhere and stop being such a wuss. Um, and when she won... What was, he he said, suge- was he suggesting that she should go and stand a, stand a set of cricket stumps and get some balls launched <laughs> at her or something like that? Because I remember, him taking, that, I remember yeah. him taking that quite well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't make himself look stupid at all, did he? <laughs> um, so, and she basically has, has won the US Open and he seems to have taken credit for it. So, Oh, um, yeah, it's all down to Piers Morgan, clearly. Yeah. I'm sure she wasn't that bothered about winning um, a major Grand Slam tennis tournament, but when she got criticised by Piers Morgan, I'm sure it really fired her <laughs> up and said, yeah, I'll tell you what, all that time I spent training as a kid, never that bothered about it, but now Piers Morgan's told me to man up a little bit, then yeah, we'll go and win. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to her. A uh, fantastic achievement at such a young age. He's landed another job as well, and he Piers Morgan. But yeah, well done to uh, to uh, Emma Radicanu. Yes, 
Well done. I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, but Piers Morgan, not so well done, because he's, he's landing another job, hasn't he? Uh, I think he's back working for Rupert Murdoch's you, corporation, and I can't remember, he's got a show lined up in America, and also he's got another spot in the sun, hasn't he, or something, a column in the sun, that will be amazing <clears> reading. I'm sure he's just going to write everything. The thing is with Piers Morgan, he just, he, he only, he, he perks up and talks about the things that are going to, he particularly, he chooses the stories that are going to rile people, doesn't he, to talk about, to have an opinion on. Yeah, I mean that's what he does. I'm, I'm, he, he's just I'm, he, he's a human clickbait, isn't he? He wants yeah, people really, to. Mm. That's it. Should we stop talking about these odious, unpleasant characters anyway, and talk about someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Boris Johnson next on the list. Oh um, yeah. So he's, he's done a reshuffle. Oh yeah. Reshuffled. Uh, he moved around various people in his cabinet. Has he just moved a few hairs uh, and put them over to that side <laughs> and finally sorted himself out a little bit. No, nah, I probably just messed it up again. Mm. Do you not know, in general think that the fact that our prime minister? goes to various meetings and it represents on the world stage and it looks like he's combed his hair with a toffee apple. Do you not think it's just a bit embarrassing in general? I think, what's, a, I think what's embarrassing and annoying is how many people, uh, you know, made sort of similar remarks about Jeremy Corbyn um, mm. but still decided to vote for Boris Johnson. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just as bad, you know. If, if that's what bothers you, then why have you also, you know, decided to put this fella in power if, it, if it's all a fashion show? So I, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't. But I know what you're saying. Um, but I, 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 I suppose personally, I wouldn't pull him down for how he looks. He, he looks funny, and we can say that, and that's just a thing. But it's his look, I suppose. But yeah, equally, like you know, I didn't like it how people would pull down what Jeremy Corbyn was wearing. But then yeah. there's a lot of hypocritical people who like to say one thing about another and not the other, and so on. So yeah. Well, I hope it wasn't his trousers that people pulled down when he was wearing them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what Diane Abbott's up to nowadays. Um, anyway. So, yeah, he's been involved in a reshuffle. Um, Dominic Raab uh, was sacked, effectively, as Foreign Secretary. Uh, he said he was absolutely shocked at the news and nearly fell off his lila. <laughs> um, oh. So, he's been he's been made Deputy Prime Minister. Oh. I mean, can you mind, so, can so, is that, that? so, is that not... So, it's not a sacking, then? Or is well, it a Prime Minister's lower than Foreign Secretary. Oh, of course it is, yeah. I mean, Nick Clegg used to do it, didn't he? So, mm. I mean, I'm assuming that's pretty pretty menial task. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, yeah. Boris Johnson does go missing quite a lot, so it's probably more important in Boris Johnson's cabinet. But he's not on holiday, though, is he? No, he's not on holiday. To remember. No, he's not on holiday. He's with his family, but he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not on holiday. Yeah, at a place he doesn't live. Um, should we talk about Nicki Minaj's cousin? Yeah, I've not heard anything about this, so you have to you have to you have to update me on what's going on. Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. um, well-known singer, um, said you shouldn't get the vaccine. Because her cousin knew someone who had the vaccine, and his testicles swelled up, and oh. it meant that he had to cancel his engagement because his testicles swelled up. Yeah. Now it sounds to me like this person had a sexually transmitted disease, and not. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't related to the vaccine. Right. Okay. Um, I think. I mean, they um, could look. They could cancel their engagement, but by all means, organise a space opera race. <laughs> you know. It absolutely. Yeah. You'd, you'd wipe the floor with it. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an odd sideshow during the, um, you know, something we never quite expected during the sort of COVID, uh, what's it called, press conferences that yeah. they have sort of at five o'clock every day. I think it's sort of back a lot more common at the moment. Uh, Chris Whitty said that it was very irresponsible and she should be ashamed of herself. Yeah. I'm not sure if he knows who Nicki Minaj is. Mm. Um, but to be fair, <laughs> I mean, a few, a few years ago, Chris, can you imagine they, they thought, Two, three years ago, there'll be a bloke called Chris Whitty. Looks a bit strange, but he'll all of a sudden appear in everyone's TVs like every day and everyone knows he is because he's our chief med- uh, medical officer. 
he'll start criticising yeah. Nicki Minaj saying that she should be ashamed of her before, comments before about COVID, testicles. Before COVID, all we had to be bothered about were what Taylor Swift was saying to Katy Perry. And now now it's all about what Chris Witt is saying to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it might be the case that if Nicki Minaj ever wins an award, Chris Whitty might gatecrash the stage like Kanye West did mm. um, and sort of say, Beyonce should win this, not you. you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So, yeah, that, that, that amused me slightly. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw a bit of sports news. Uh, a helicopter landed on the pitch uh, during the Gloucestershire versus Durham cricket game uh, yesterday. Um, and apparently it's the one of the first known occasions of a game of county cricket actually becoming interesting for a few moments. <laughs> um, Is there any reason? Do you know? Do we know why it landed? Uh, I believe the spectator was taken ill. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Needed to be, it was an air ambulance as opposed to just a normal helicopter. So they expected it rather than just sort of, you know, they, they kind of had a bit of warning this helicopter was going to land. I don't, I'm not really sure they did. Oh. It looked like it was coming down to land and the players like ran. I think the players carried on playing right up until the helicopter landed sort of thing and so it was pretty close. Mm. And then there was pictures of the players all running off. Obviously, recently had to receive treatment to the, the person in question. I'm not quite sure exactly what to, what happened further for that. I did see that in terms of uh, helicopters that the uh, Leeds player Daniel Daniel James, as he called, just signed for Leeds from Manchester United. Um, he played in Leeds United's game last night that kicked off at at quarter to eight in the evening. And do you know what, do you know what he'd done earlier on in the day? Uh, what he, so so he played in the game at quarter to eight last night. He'd yeah, I don't know. He just got back from holiday or something. Uh, well, he got a helicopter to the game because earlier on in the day, his wife, uh, his girlfriend, had just given birth, All right. and he wanted to be. At, he wanted to be at the birth, um, and he decided that because he wanted to be on the birth, um, yeah, he wanted to be on because he wanted to be at the birth, as he also wanted to play because they're a bit short in terms of injuries. That he'd passed it back to. Hang on, he wanted to be at the birth, <laughs> but he wanted to play the game, so they decided to helicopter him straight from the birth to the match oh. because he wouldn't be able to get there. Via car. Well, dedication. It's yeah. It's probably not very good for the environment. I suppose another thing mm. that's not very good for the environment is the fact that we seem to be in a CO two shortage. So we're playing to we're um, yeah. There's a CO two shortage, so we're currently trying to produce more CO two. I think, aren't we? Yeah. Our government is paying. Is our government paying to produce CO two, which probably isn't very good for the environment. My is that a good thing or a bad thing. My dad was trying to explain that one of the reasons the reasons why we're short of CO two is because where they get the CO two from is something to do with. Uh, something to do with fertilisation of crops and stuff like that. We take a lot of that CO2 that's produced by that. Um, mm. But apparently gas prices, which they, they use to to do that with the fertilisers, is so high that they decided not to use it, so then we're not producing any CO2. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a mm. crisis, isn't it? So we, we're expecting uh, mm. you know things like this to be maybe in shorter supply and stuff like that if, if they can't keep the CO2 coming. Um yeah, I would, I would say in fairness, I mean, the fact that a can of your beer might not be produced probably isn't the biggest thing in the world. But, oh, no. No, it was obviously yeah, more than that. Thinking, but uh, Thinking more about the farming industry and uh, various critical things that rely on it. But there's uh, a, you can. But if you are worried about your beers, get on the real ales because they don't need CO2. Not as much CO2, yeah. Um, talking about sort of the environment, um, a lot of people uh, glued themselves to the M25 today. Uh, not today, I've course of the last sort of week or so if you saw that they glued um, themselves to it i've seen that they've been on the road i didn't know they'd glued themselves to it well some of them did yeah it's a popular right. thing isn't it to, to make sure you can't remove them you glue yourself to something i didn't know there was glue that strong i know there's gorilla yeah. glue and stuff but i don't know if that, i don't think it was that strong 
I think so. I mean, I, I suppose that is one of the things I sometimes think about when you see these things. Must be some good quality glue to use. I mean, you know, I could do with some of that in my DIY. Mm. I waste it just gluing myself to an aeroplane or a tube train or something like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, it's caused quite a lot of problems uh, for people who are commuting on the M25. Um, police have advised people to stick to the inside line. <laughs> oh, very good. But there we go. Also, I, th- I think that's a story. Wasn't a cow that escaped on the M25 in the last couple of days as well? At the same sort of time. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it might have been yesterday morning, mm. about eight o'clock in the morning. A cow sort of like ran out of a field and onto the M25, and people had to bring up and the farmer had to try and catch it. Maybe the cow was just and... part of the protest. Could have been, yeah. But they do that produce cow- a lot of methane. The cows aren't popular with uh, with uh, environmental protesters. Yeah, there we go. They do a lot of um, farting, don't they? Yeah. Have you had any run-ins with animals recently? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, my daughter was uh, at a horse show though, the other day. Yeah. Oh. And uh, she, I think she won third place. She's, she's still like a little mascot more than anything, but uh, she was in a Shetland class... Uh, obviously, my daughter's not a Shetland, but uh, she was with a Shetland, and uh, yeah, she was uh, all dressed up and everything, and uh, yeah, won third place. That's what was uh, good yeah, news. I, I don't think Piers Morgan said she needs to put a bit more effort in and um, focus a bit more and have a bit more concentration than mm-hmm. she might actually get first place. Obviously, um, actually, I, I, I did remember seeing that. Come to think of it, oh yeah, um, and she, she, she got some she got some nice yellow trousers on, and <coughs> <coughs> sorry, some nice yellow trousers on, and her. Uh, a lovely sort of sports jacket as well. Kind of felt she looked a little bit like sort of a, a very very young Nigel Farage. I'll see if I can dig the picture out. There, if that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she. I'm sure she won't mind me. There we go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, who she's. So. Uh, yeah. That's sort of. Yeah. If that's a political belief, then I need to get uh, having a chat with mm. her. But uh, no. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Right. Um, Moving so, on. Are we going to move on to the quiz? Yeah, we've got a word from our sponsors, of course, because uh, we do take sponsors on the Waste of Web Space podcast. And we've been speaking about the uh, ga- the CO2 shortages, haven't we? Uh, but there is a company here to help. You've probably heard and are very concerned about the CO2 shortage that could affect food and drink supplies here in the UK. Well, at Gas Alternatives, we've come up with some alternative gases to help alleviate the problems. We've used cow farts on our ready meals. The methane gas acts as a solid barrier to your food becoming contaminated or going off. It might not taste quite the same as it did before, and it might have a funny smell. But never mind, we've recently worked with Jean, who owns a catering company and use nitrous oxide to preserve her food products so they keep fresh for their events. We spoke to Jean following a wake that she catered for. I can't! <laughs> Thank Alternative Gas is enough for their support! <laughs> I'm sorry but I'm just about to get through now this week! <laughs> Finally, pubs. There's no need to worry about having flat pints. With our new system for drinks carbonation, using helium, your customers will be none the wiser. (laughs) Ah, this pint still tastes lovely. Alternative gases. Call us today. So I believe we're on to your feature then, aren't we, Fisher? I'm looking forward to this because I was looking down the uh, the list of things that we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna do, and it says drag queen names. So drag queen this, names. this is gonna be funny. I'm, I'm presuming I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna titter a few times at this, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm, I think we had a chat about this, but I think you've chosen this, haven't you? Because the film um, everybody's talking about Jamie. 
um, that everybody's talking about, the everybody's talking about Jamie film. You know that one that everyone's talking about? Everyone's talking about, yeah. It's filmed in Sheffield, uh, released in the last few days. And, yeah, it sort of sent on to someone, I think, who's from Sheffield. Did it start in the theatres in Sheffield? Yeah, and, and everyone's talking about it. Um, everyone's talking about it. So, so, yeah, so we thought we'd talk about it. Um, but it's, it's yeah, so it's about it's, it's about a drag queen, isn't it? But you want about boy wanted to be a drag queen and his journey to that and the struggles and all that kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's a, sounds like an uplifting sort of um, thing. I haven't watched it yet, but I know it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on there and it's in the theatre. Well, they're doing productions of it next year again, I think, and it's in the yeah. cinema as well and all that kind of thing. Uh, but also, I went to the Wentworth Festival and there was something else I forgot to put in the um, uh, breaking news. Went to the Wentworth Festival at the weekend in uh, Wentworth Woodhouse and the headline act was The Feeling who have apparently yes. done a lot of the songs or they've done some of the songs for it or been involved uh, in it somewhere. Yeah, I think the lead singer Dan, Dan Gillespie sells he called, I think also did the lyrics for this or the music for this. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but there we go. I think I've not actually put it in there. I, 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 it, this was sort of part of it, but also there was, what, uh, you, you'll find out in the first question something that sort of turned my mind towards that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think one of the drag acts in... One of the drag acts in everyone talks about Jamie. I think it's one called Sandra Bollock. I think is that, is that right? <laughs> I don't. I didn't see it. But <laughs> I believe so. I might have made that up, but I'm sure that's one of the uh, people in there. But I've managed to go through, and I've got the very various names of people who've uh, drag artists, particularly ones that have appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race and um, yeah, a couple of other programs uh, or, or sort of famous drag artists in whatever local scene it might be. So. Um, who managed a top five finish in the first series of RuPaul's Drag Race? Was it Cheryl Hole or Sarah Hardon? <laughs> oh, of course, with uh, Sarah Hardon based on probably Sarah Hardin, and uh, sadly she's yeah. uh, no longer with us. That was something that's uh, happened in between now, uh, the last podcast and now. Uh, so yeah, that's sad news. So Sarah Hardon or Cheryl Hole? Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna say Sarah Hardon. I think. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's Cheryl Holm. Oh. <laughs> so I, I only remember that from when I'd heard that someone called Cheryl Holm was on there and someone suggested, like, that's like someone called, you know, Sarah Hardon and, you know, Nudine Coyle. Just think yeah. of what your name might be if you was a, a drag queen, like like something yeah, yeah. like Christine Fishnet Tights or something. Yeah, maybe. Or, or... Chris, Christine Fishy Fanny. Yeah, let's move on to the next question anyway. Um, so, <laughs> who finished seventh on the second series of RuPaul's Drag Race? I appreciate if you actually watch RuPaul's Drag Race. This might be a very easy quiz to but I'm assuming you haven't ever seen it. I I know what it is, but I've uh, yeah, I've never yeah. watched it. Okay, so who finished seventh on the second series uh, of the UK version? Is it Ginny Tonic or Tia Coffee? Oh, okay. Uh... I was uh, with my Ale and Audio Instagram account for my beer and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody uh, engaged with me the other day uh, on like the sort of you know liking my post and commenting on something. Who was called a uh, gin or gin dot knee dot pig guinea pig ginny pig and they were into yeah, gins yeah, okay. and stuff like that. So that just reminded me of that. So just remind was me. It, were they into was, pigs? Sorry. Were they into pigs as well? Yeah, into, yeah maybe. Might, might be. Might, like, love the gin and pork scratchings or something. Uh, so what was the first one again, sorry? A ginny tonic mm. or tea coffee? Ooh, neither particularly rude, but both uh, similar with it. I'm going to say, 
I think it'll be more the alcoholic one for, you know, because it's all about drag queens of having a drink, partying, and ladies like a gin and tonic. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, gin and tonic. Yeah, from the non-sexist podcast, ladies, <laughs> you have your gins and tonics while listening to Waste of Website Gins are podcast. very popular now amongst uh, all sexes. Yeah, but predominantly ladies. Yes. Um, so anyway, it is, you're wrong, it's tea and <sighs> coffee. Who is going to be a contestant on the upcoming third uh, series of RuPaul's Drag Race UK? Is it Charity Case or Times Are Hard? Uh, times Times Are Hard doesn't really sound like a name. just sounds like a yeah. phrase. Times, it's not really a name, is it? Times? Times Are, times are Hard? Um, no. I'm just meant to sound like Tim's. I don't know. Yeah. Which, I think if I'm going to rate it, I'd say it's not very good as a name. Um, but you know, if if they've yeah. tried to, I think they could have done something better. But um, but what, what was the other one again? Sorry, charity case or times are hard. Yeah, I think charity case is a better play on words, but might not necessarily be the right answer. So let's go. Times are hard. Uh, no, it's charity oh. case. <laughs> <laughs> Make better ones up, Fisher. Sorry, I apologise. Um... Well, I've only chose some of these because they're quite good in the first place. Um, so, who else is on Series 3 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Is it Victoria Sponge or Treacle Tart? Ah, they're better. Mm-hmm. Victoria's more like a real name, though, isn't it? Whereas Treacle, Treacle's still... You, you do hear people called Treacle. Um, yeah. It's more of a pet name, though, Treacle. Victoria's a proper name, isn't it? Um, do you ever call your wife Victoria Sponge? No. She makes you Victoria Sponges, though, doesn't she, occasionally? Yeah, I did suggest she's very good at making cakes, as we've yeah. had on the Waste of Website podcast in the past. Yeah. And I've suggested she sets up her own cake business called Victoria Sponges, but she's <laughs> having well, none of it. She can't get confused with the uh, <clears throat> the drag queen, can she, on Series 3 of RuPaul's Drag Race? So is it that one? Uh, so you're saying Victoria Sponge? Yeah. Uh, you're right, well done. Um, so next up, who came sixth in the US Series, uh, series 12? <clears throat> Was it Ben D. Babe or Heidi and Closet? Heidi and Closet. Hi, hi, Heidi, Heidi, and, Heidi and Closet. Mm. I means Heidi and What did you say? Closet. You said the American version or something. American version. Yeah. Ah, see, I think you've put Heidi in Closet to try and sound American because we don't use the term Closet really in the, in the UK. Um, what, was the really? first, what was the first one? Uh, ben, D, ben D. Babe. <coughs> I think they're both. Right. No, I don't think they're both particularly great, are they? Let's go, Bendy Babe. Nah, that's hiding in closet. Hide it in closet. <laughs> uh, who came fourth in the US series eleven? Was it buttercream frosting or silky nutmeg ganache? <laughs> they like the cakes, don't they? Yeah. Um. Let's go the second one, Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Yeah, it was. Quite sure why. But... Yeah, I remember that episode. I don't remember. Um, next up, who came second on the US Series 7? Is it Ginger Minge or, <laughs> Corp- or Corporal Boner? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can't be, a, you can't, you can't have a name Corporal if you're a drag queen. It's got to be a more female name, hasn't it, really? You know what I mean? It tends to be more female and corporals. Dude, I suppose it's, 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 it's corporal a name. Corporals. Yeah, you can, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can. In the 21st century. 
Yeah, I know we are, but there's sometimes I mean, there's still I'm, separate names for for things, isn't there? You know what I mean? Well, a couple, I, a couple less. It's like the rules of cricket. Did you see the rules of cricket are getting rewritten? Are they? Yeah, did you not see that today? No. Uh, the rules of cricket are getting rewritten, so or the laws of the game, the MCC's well, laws of the game. So there are no longer going to be any references to a batsman in the laws of cricket. Instead, it's going to refer to a, as a batter. Right, okay. To make sure that females don't feel alienated. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I did read that. Um, now, obviously, I'm not sure what we're going to do in terms of the phrase "cricket ball." I'm just going to refer to as "cricket genitalia." <laughs> Who knows? Apparently, they changed the laws in the early 2000s to remove any reference to a fieldsman and call them a fielder. Yeah. Now, if I was making that change at that point in time, would you not also change batsman? Yeah. as well. It would make sense. <laughs> like, it's like they, it's like they just forgot about that. Yeah. Got quite a persistent cough there, Fisher. Yeah, sorry, I do apologise. It seems to be, um, it's the it's the Superbox, it's doing me. Mm. How does the uh, Superbox smell? Um, like lager. All oh, right, if you can smell it. I can smell it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so do, do we get an answer on that? Ginger uh, minge I, I think and couple, bon- uh, couple boner on it. I'm going to go, I think, I'm going to go against my instincts. I'm going to say it's corporal boner. No, it's ginger minge. <sighs> Who came last on US oh. Series 5? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> was these, it... these are the kind of questions we're asking now. Yeah. Um, was it Fanny, <laughs> Crack, Fanny Cracks or Penetration? Oh, well, who came last? Fanny Cracks or Penetration? Or penetration. Oh, Penetration. Let's go Penetration. Penetration came last. Yeah. Well <laughs> Four player came first. Hmm. Um... Who came second in the, on the Australian series? Is it Din Lady Dawn or Karen from Finance? <laughs> uh, One of those is a genuine drag act. Din Lady Dawn. I mean, I remember the Din Ladies. School. Did some of them look like they were drag acts? Mm. Remember that time I drew that teacher? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're actually here. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Uh, let's go Karen from Finance it is Karen from Finance yes I've got, got I think got five left now so who came fourth in Canada's first series was it Jimbo or Fisher <laughs> give over <laughs> uh, Jimbo a drag act called either Jimbo or Fisher came fourth on series one of the Canada, Canadian series Jimbo or Fisher I mean could it have been Jimbo you can't really uh, spell I, can, it. I can confirm that the Jimbo is spelled just as you would spell it, and Fisher is spelled just as I would spell it. You know, there's a, the, on, on my, I'm getting tagged in quite a few things at the minute because Purity Brewery have done a competition to give away, like a beer, uh, like a, comp, a giveaway competition uh, for their beers, and one of the beers, a new beers, is called Jimbo, and it's oh, got okay. a bloke on the can. And it says, "Oh, this nice bloke," and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not about me, um, but it's the part for the competition. You've got to tag somebody called James Jimbo, Jimmy. You know anyone who yeah. go, anyone who has the you know ends up getting called Jim Jimbo. So I'm getting loads of messages and tags and stuff because of that competition. Anyway, do you do you actually stand to win anything from this? Well, yeah, because if they, if, if they you? tag me in it and they they get drawn, then we both win some beer. You both win. Okay, mm. that's not too so, bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. Let, let's go. Jimbo, 
I'll go with myself. Backing myself. Okay. I'm backing myself for the title. You'll be right, well done. Came forth. Uh, who is appearing on the second series of the Canadian show, which hasn't just hasn't started just yet? Is it Kendall Gender or Kim Kardashian? Yeah, so you've gone with the the Kardashian theme thingy, haven't you? So I'm I'm I'm, up, I'm, yes. I'm up to it enough to know about yeah. those. So it's it's Kendall Jenner normally, or obviously it's Kim, Kendall Jenner, but they've called Kim, it Kendall Jenner or Kim Kardashian, but they've called it Kim Kardashian. Yes. Kardashian, yeah. I mean, it's a bit strange because you'd have thought that a more appropriate name would have just been Caitlyn Jenner, but given that she's transsexual, isn't she? Oh, of course, yes. Or they could have gone with uh, what was the other one? What was it? Kendall Genitalia. Yeah, should have, so. should have thought of that. I would one. obviously should... would obviously make the point that I, I do appreciate that sort of people who are transgender is different to people who are drag artists, obviously. Yes. In case anyone starts getting angry about that sort of stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I think if if you'd have been on the game a bit better. You'd have on the ball. <laughs> you'd have thought a bit more, maybe gone with Kendall genitalia than Kendall gender. Okay, sorry. So I'm going to go with Kim Kardashian as the answer. Okay, uh, you'd be wrong. It is Kendall gender. Uh, next up, which of these is a popular popular drag act in the northeast of England uh, with 977 followers on Twitter? Vernon Gay or Tess Tickle? Vernon Gay or Testi- Test, yeah, Testicle. Testicles, are, 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 I've heard that name before um, in various jokes and so on. Vernon Gay, did you say? Vernon Gay, yeah. Vernon so obviously, Gay. I'm there's trying to be a reference there to Vernon Kay and Test David. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Married yeah. couple. But which one's the one you made up? Which one's the one that's yeah. real? Okay. Um, <clears throat> Vernon Kay is going to be on something, isn't he? He's going to be on something new, I think. He's been, has he been given a new job or something like that? Is he might is he maybe going to be one of the next bit you know good morning presenters or whatever it is? Maybe ah, you're asking the wrong person. So something like that maybe. He's going to be the next James Bond, so you'll watch him in your James Bond marathon. Mm. Let's go then with the answer is Bolton. As he like as he always got took off on uh, Bo Selector. Let's go with Vernon Gay. Uh, no, it's Test <sighs> Tittle. Next up, uh, which according to the article that I read um, is the mother figure of the Chicago drag scene. Is it Lucy Stool or Ivana Cox? <laughs> Lucy Stool, Ivana Cox. Sounds like a. Uh, some of these sound like Austin Powers <laughs> names, don't they? Of characters in Austin Powers. Um, yeah. Lucy Stools. <laughs> that is funny. Hmm. Uh, I think. Yeah. Let, let's let's go Lucy Stools. You'd be correct. It is Lucy Stool. <laughs> and finally. Uh, what, and, finally, contest- and finally, and finally, fi- <laughs> and finally, yeah. and finally, yeah, she's a contestant. <laughs> actually, actually, well, the name isn't too far away from that. <laughs> uh, so, the final question: uh, Who is a popular drag queen from Providence, Rhode Island? Is it Caffeine or Anne Fetterman? <laughs> uh, caffeine, or both of which will keep you up all night, obviously. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, um, let's go with because I think I need some caffeine. Caffeine, uh, you're wrong. It's oh. amphetamine. Remember when I once uh, interviewed Lady Bacardi, who was a uh, Barnsley drag artist, and I actually went up on. So I went to watch uh, Steph perform. Um, it, she was in it. She. Uh, let's just get this. Right. Uh, so Steph yeah. was in a what do you call a burlesque 
troop, basically. Oh, like, like a burlesque troop. Not, you know, just a fun sort of keeping fit type thing. And they got asked to perform for a drag artist uh, as they're like, so, like their, ba- their backing dancers or they're like, you know, sort of like it filler between the acts and so on. And the, the drag artist was called Lady Bacardi and I don't think he performs anymore. It's called Christian. Nice fella. And... Uh, he was he was on he was also on um Come Down with Me on one of the episodes of Come Down with Me. I think he oh. did quite well. I can't remember if he won it or not, but it was one of the episodes of Come Down with Me anyway. So I, I went along to support Steph and um to what and I went with other mm. some more of Steph's friends, but because, you know, I'm I was with Steph, it was like it like I had to go and support and I was the only the boy it was the only boy there. Uh, with all all these other the, these other women, yeah. and and we all went in, and Steph's friends went right to the front so they could get a good view of the show and stuff like that. So I had to go down as well, and of yeah. course, what's going to happen at a drag show like that when there's lots of women around and then one one lad, pretty much one lad, and particularly sat near mm-hmm. the front, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get picked on. So I got picked yeah. on. I got picked on, and uh, they got me up on stage and made me take my shirt off, and they got a bottle of Lambrini, and they made mm-hmm. me down a bottle of Lambrini in one. And I had no choice over this because when you, you can't, you know, when you get pulled up like that, what do you do? Yeah. You just have to go with the flow and get it over with, don't you? And on the way back, anyway, I was sick all over Steph's car. <laughs> Whose fault was it? Who got into trouble that night? Uh, presumably you. But but, yeah, I, 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 me. I do sympathise with the fact that you were forced. Well, I don't really yeah, sympathise with the fact forced that you on stage. I was forced on stage. I, I had, like, had I not downed a bottle of Lambrini, I would have been absolutely fine. Doesn't matter if I'd had yeah. a couple of pints, or whatever. I'd have been absolutely fine, but you know, and, and whatever I'd had before that, I didn't know I was going to get a bottle of Lambrini chucked down my neck, did I? And I got into trouble for it. Me, I not not the one being supportive. No, no, I got a bottle of Lambrini chucked down me. I was at fault for being sick in the car. <laughs> I can happy, happy only commend your efforts in terms of the things you'll do, um, <laughs> you know, for your other half, going and watching burlesque performances. I mean, you'd. Watched loads of videos in advance, haven't you, of that sort yeah. of stuff, and been to other burlesque performances just to just to kind of boost your knowledge. So well done. Uh, it is a bit unfair that you were kind of forced into drinking a bottle of wine. I mean, a whole bottle that's quite a lot, actually. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, and they are quite big bottles as well. I uh, just want to say uh, hello from uh, Andy Dunlop has got in touch with us, by the way, uh, from Skyline Frankfurt, uh, main Germany. Uh, a oh, big shout lovely. out to Andy Dunlop, so it might be the first time he's tuning in. Uh, so a big shout out to you. We're just about to close the show as well, but you can always watch it back or listen to our previous episodes, can't you? So should we move on and do the outro? Uh, can do, yeah. Uh, if like Andy, you are just tuning in towards the end of this, and it's uh, you're watching it live, uh, then don't worry because uh, you can get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon. Anywhere you get your podcast, basically you can find it. And uh, yeah, we'll put this on YouTube and it'll be on Facebook uh, to watch back on our Waste of Web Space Facebook page. So yeah, plenty of opportunities to to watch, listen, and get involved again. And if you want to get involved in the next episode, tell us anything you want to be involved or you've seen anything funny. Tell us, let us know, and yeah, we'll give you shout outs and so on. Uh, Actually, just, just a quick question. Uh, sorry, just a quick question. I was, I was going to um, just have our last few episodes been going on YouTube? No, they haven't because we've had an issue with it. When I take the video off Facebook, 
we talk really fast and it goes really weird and it just it doesn't work. So I need to do a bit right. of work on it. All right. Okay. So part, part of the reason I, I was just about to go onto YouTube and check, uh, and I typed in Jimbo into YouTube and guess guess what came up first? Type in the word Jimbo space. Guess what comes up? It's not the beers, is it? No. No. First thing that comes up is Jim Jim Bothy. All right. No okay. idea what that is. No idea. Not a drag uh, queen, Jim, is it? And then it's just Jimbo. Yeah. Fair enough. Next up, Jimbo and the Jet Set. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Is, is that, I'm not sure what that is. We'd like to explain what Jimbo and the Jet Set is. It's a, it's a cartoon from the 80s, I think. 1980s, okay. yeah. Jimbo, 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 Jimbo. Crash is how the intro goes. Yeah, a crash happened because Jimbo had downed a bottle of wine on the way out. <laughs> Um, it wasn't my fault. Next up, next up, Jimbo Boss Baby. I've seen the film Boss Baby. I can't yeah. particularly recall anyone called Jimbo being in it, but I'm assuming there was somewhere. Guess what's next? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Uh, Jimbo nope. from South Park. Nope. Me. Nope. Jimbo Drag Queen. Oh, there we go. See? It, oh, the, the actual uh, one from, that you're referencing as well. I presume it's so. It's got to be, unless there's, unless yeah. there's more of them. Um, but, uh, hang on, I've got Jumbo Studios there. You have to go um, quite far. Yeah, so I, I can't see I can't see that our podcasts are up on YouTube, but no doubt there will be again soon. There will be, yep. Uh, but you can listen to them on most podcasting services, and of course, all your videos are on here anyway on uh, Waste of Web Space straight after we finish, which is now. So thank you very much. Uh, we'll catch you again in a in a week or two, depending on when we get the time to record. Uh, but thank you, Fisher. Cheers, Jimba. Anything planned? No, not really. How about you? No, I'm just gonna go to bed. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit late now. It's what, half past nine. <laughs> half past nine. Night. It's a late podcast recording that we're doing. Oh, not good, is it? Good night. All right, see you soon. Bye-bye.